All right, it's 6.15 here out at the Plano Center. Sorry. Mullen & Mullen Injury Law Firm, Ticket Stock 2023. We've got an awesome crowd. It's been a great day. Man, what a crowd. Look at this. What a crowd, man. And all day we've been talking about sick. our special guest. Well, he is here. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Dallas Cowboys, it is the great Micah Parsons. That's Cat. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cat. How are you doing? All right. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? All right. That's Michael. Let's do it. It's really him. <laughs> All right. Is Looking at Jake's jacket. <laughs> Micah puts on the headset. Yeah, this is a one-on-one. <laughs> one-on-one. All right, Micah, put that on because immediately, first off, say hi to the crowd. Hello, hello. <laughs> Yay. So you recognize your buddy to your left? Yeah. Where do you remember him from? Uh, we did the uh, pizza challenge, spicy pizza challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember his, his eating prowess, his spice eating powers? Yeah. I actually want to do a different one with him. I don't, do you, have it here today. I don't have it here What do you want to do with him? I want to eat a spicy chip. Spicy chip? Oh, oh yeah. Like the ghost pepper chip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's go. Easy money. <laughs> Have you Easy done that? Money. I personally wouldn't do it, but I want him to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's not his job. It's my like, job. He's been waiting a year to find you to figure out if you could do the ghost pepper chip. Yeah, I can do it. No problem. Okay. No problem. You sent me this jacket. I mean, we're, we're going to set it up. I mean, Did now? you remember anyone else that day from Radio Row or just him? All of the radio stations that did the yeah, pizza there, there was one other guy. There was one other guy. We don't want to hear about him. <laughs> <laughs> don't make Jake jealous. There's nobody else. So, Micah, uh, you caught a lot of flack for saying, I want the Eagles to win because I wanted to be in the division. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that, like, on social media, or did your buddies or teammates, are like, what are you doing, man? It's the Eagles. No, nobody tells me what to do. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Including Jake. You, you grew up in Harrisburg. Did you grow up an Eagles fan? I did not grow up an Eagles fan. I did not grow up an Eagles fan. Who'd you like? Man, I was a big Cam Newton fan. So I was with the Panthers all the way until we lost the Super Bowl to Von Miller. That's right. We saw you over there with Von Miller last week uh, at the Super Bowl. With Baldy. Oh, kind of yeah. hanging out over there. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty uh, good meeting of the minds. Yeah, Baldy's one of my favorite humans, and Vaughn's one of my other favorite humans, so it's always good to see them, see that they're doing well. I saw Baldy on Twitter responded to something you said, and he said, hey, man, DM me, and I'll, I can tell you the secret to get to 20 sacks next year. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh, I thought that's what you might, guys might have been talking about at the Super Bowl. No, I didn't see that, but... I'm about to DM him now. Yeah, now you're going to have to. <laughs> I'm about to text him. I'm about to text him. So I was going to ask, what is that secret? Yeah, I got to know that secret sauce, too. And could that get me two or three sacks if I was in the league? That Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Baldy knows best, so it wouldn't surprise me. So do you find yourself, even though you've been in the league a couple of years and you've met a lot of super famous people, are you still kind of in awe when you, like the first time you met Von Miller or I don't know if there's dudes, Tom Brady, guys like that, are you like, whoa? Um, I don't really think too much. I'm more of a childhood favorite person. So, uh, right. like, when I see, like, Von Miller, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, But no one got me more excited than when I met Steve Urkel. <laughs> 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 
Where did you meet him? Where did you meet uh, Jaleel? I met him at the Fanatics party last year. And when I tell you, I, and I saw some pretty pe- famous people, but when I saw Steve Urkel, like, I, I just dropped everything. So I started impressionating them. That's what I was about to say. Did you, did you walk up and say, did I do that? Of course, like that? of course. <laughs> did I do that? I was, I was, I was really Or Steve or Stefan? <laughs> he played him more Stefan. Okay. But I think I lowered him into Steve. I was like, come on, give me some, give me some. Did Family Matters jump the shark when he introduced Stefan? No, uh, I thought. Well, if you know the background, because you know, obviously I, I dug deep into the family matters. I want to sure. know. Steve was only supposed to be on there for an episode, so he became the main character, and I think a lot of people hated that. The, so, the crowd responded so. Is that how to that him. went down? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I don't know if it's the one main reason why the mom left for some episodes. It is. Okay. Yeah. It the, is. The original mom left. They brought in a replacement mom, and then they brought the original mom back. I guess they talked to, to, to come back. Yeah. Uh, that threw me off a of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when No Viv doubt. No I doubt. hate that. Like, yeah. just stop the show. <laughs> they should have had stop her the yeah. maybe killed off and, and named her something else instead well, right. of the same Aunt Viv. Like, like, it didn't make any sense. You saw what Martin and uh, Gina did. Right. You know, they just kept them having them in different places when they were – and they were like, he went to visit her, she yeah, went to visit him. That was half-assed, though. Hey, you know, that was I'd all. I'd rather that than they both just disappeared. You know, they that was each all. Other. No, yeah. that was all a farce. I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah. I know. We'll talk about it now. Into the I'm all into the, the old school shows is yeah. me, though. Like, those is more original, more funny. Like, Martin's the best, right? Yeah, Leave Martin. it to Beaver. Which, which, which one is your favorite? <laughs> Family Matters is yeah, my yeah, all-time favorite show. Because it was, like, pure, genuine comedy. Like, I genuinely, like, I know people out in this world, and some of my best friends are just that silly and clumsy like Steve. So it was my favorite. Like, show. just like that? Like that's that's, not as bad. that's over the top. Not, not as bad, but they're, they're there. They're okay. There. Any, right. any of them present teammates? No. Okay. I think if you had still a Steve's ability that you should not play for the Dodge Cowboys. Okay. Family, <laughs> family Matters is one. What's next? I'm curious to see your, like, top three okay. of the old school sitcoms. Okay. Then it would be Martin, and then it would probably be Fresh Prince. But I love the Parkers. I mean, the Bernie Mac. The Sister, Alf, sister? Um, huh? No, sister, sister? Sister, sister was there, but they, they leveled off early. They leveled yeah. off early. Did you ever watch Alf? Before we just said Alf. Did you ever see Alf? I've never seen Alf. Maybe Perfect Strangers. You may want to check it out. Not bad. Perfect Strangers. Balky was, he was legit. He was the original Urkel. Balky. Yeah. Uh, a little levy twist. You know? I got to give me shows to go out and binge watch. Alf. Does, uh, start does, with Alf. Does mom no, still, please, dear God, don't start with Alf. Alf was hilarious. Dukes huh? of Hazzard. Is mom still with me? <laughs> yeah. Mom's still with me. She, she working through that. I've tried to kick her out multiple times at this point, but uh, she won't leave. So your mom? Yeah. Well, maybe she wants to just live next door. Uh, <laughs> I'm not there in life yet. <laughs> when you sign a, your when you sign your huge deal, though, you could get her a house right next to you. I think I'm gonna just build a pool house and put her in the back. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 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 have her in the pool a house. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 like Carlton and Will. Yeah, because we, we be having disputes quite frequently. And you know, over what? Um, well, her standard, I believe she should have a bigger part. But somehow she comes to my room at 8 a.m. talking about I need your debit card. And I say, what's going on? Like, I, how am I managing to still pay for things? Like, it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I wouldn't advise being a homeowner, honestly. Really? Yeah. Especially if your mom 
Yeah, yeah I could have told you that. Yeah. yeah, money pit. Those homes. It goes deep. <laughs> I thought you meant moms. <laughs> yeah, not actual mothers. No. Yeah, because are you having to replace water heaters and stuff, or what's going on? Bro, when I tell you, I, I'm just having the most trouble recently. Cold weather. Somehow, somehow, my septic tank. Got overfilled and I got flooded in my bathroom. Oh, that's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, why do you got a septic tank? Are you living out in the sticks? Oh yeah, I enjoy peace and quiet. Really, that's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of a lot of doo doo to fill up. A I'm septic on septic tank. too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Because also, like, not only is it peace and quiet, I just enjoy just. You ever just want to go outside and not hear anything? Yeah. I lived in the city my whole life, like, so when I just go outside and I could be at the pool, listen to my. Radio, that that's enjoyment to me. Like. That's interesting. So where exactly do you live? address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly not too far from here. I'm like 10 minutes away from here, so I'm at like an alley. Okay. Okay. I bet I know what it was. It was probably your chlorinator shoot that goes down, wasn't it? Mine got backed up one time. I the was chlorinator there. sometimes blocks I, I, it, so and it backs up. Are you I surprised was, his got backed up? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. No. It wasn't me. It was a I'm chlorinator. Not. I'm not. Did you blame your mom for exploding the septic tank? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So are you the one that actually calls? Like, do you call? No, you I made her up? call. Oh, okay. I made her call. Okay, that's a lot. And then I have my other favorite person in the world, Miss Rosia. She comes cleans it up. Yeah. yeah. What's her number? <laughs> I, I will give you her number. She's the best ever. Okay. She's the best ever. Now you did tell us a year ago or so when Jake was eating that pizza, or maybe when he was done, that you had you had you would get an apartment downtown now and again. Yeah. Because you can't be with your mom all the time. Yeah, so I actually started looking for apartments right like <laughs> earlier this year. I started looking for townhomes, maybe a duplex to get away from them. Just yeah. a little home away from home. So an alternate home. Yeah. Yeah. A secret home. And a then if you you could stay safe, you're going downtown, hang out, just yeah. go to the apartment. Exactly. And didn't we talk about the fact that you thought it'd be cool to have a White House? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was before my daughter. Post daughter, I'm like, ah, that White House don't sound too good anymore. Okay. <laughs> What's it like to be the father of a one month old? You know, so at first, the first two weeks, I was the only one that could put her to sleep. You know, I was very excited. I was, you know, I was like, okay, I like this, right? And then I went to Pro Bowl, I went to Super Bowl, and I got back, and everything changed. Yep. Everything changed. Every, I couldn't put her to sleep no more. It was more mommy, and I just lost my age. And ever since then, I've been defeated. It's too hard to get it back. Oh. Yeah. Nah, you two weeks got the whole offseason now. Especially because she's breastfeeding, too. So it, it, it's too hard to get it back. And you're bad at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty bad at that. Yeah, that's good. That's hey, do good. you consider yourself, speaking of football, a linebacker or a defensive end? Or a hybrid? What do you call yourself? I call myself Mr. Football. Yeah, take I like that. that. Take that now, George. George. I think that ought to be on the uh, the roster, Mr. Football. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what confused me, Micah, like when, when the Cowboys drafted you and people were like, oh, okay, Micah Parsons, Penn State, okay. And then it was just kind of like, eh. That's why, what Corby said. Uh, no, it wasn't what I said. <laughs> but why – I almost, did Penn State – I know that you sat out a year, you know, that your last year and all, but mm-hmm. do you think Penn State misused you or – did you need another year to actually absolutely explode there like you did in the NFL? So I needed another year to explode. Okay. So my freshman year, I was behind a senior, 
I slowly was like working my way into the roster, slowly learned the playbook. So by the end of the year, I won the job. So that was kind of me exploding towards like Cotton Bowl. If you look at them last four games in Cotton Bowl, I was like uprising, right? So then we was coming to next season, I earned a job, and I was keep climbing. But as the year progressed, I was like, I was keep getting better as like the more experience because you got to realize when I got to college, that was my first time playing linebacker, and especially under a system. I was always a running back, edge, so I was learning the position. I was keep going, and then COVID hit, and it was like, yeah, Mike, you're going to be a top 10 player in the draft. I said, well, see you, see you Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that year, the thing that was going to bring me back, it was like, well, we'll blitz you more. We'll rush you more. We'll show everyone what you got. So I was like, damn, I, I do want to do that. But then LeVar Arrington, my mentor, was like, well, you'll win all those trophies, but um, they only collect dust, so don't even worry about it. I said, damn, you're right. So then I went to the pros, and then I got to Dan. He was like, you can blitz, right? And he was like, you can do this. I was like, yeah. He was like, well, I'm going to line you up right here. And I won the rep right away. He's like, okay. And then we did OTAs. I was dominating. I was like, then we went to camp. He was put me against some guys that walked on. I was crushing them. Then he put me against some, some backups. I was crushing them. Then he put me against Tyron Smith. And I just felt like I hit a brick wall. I said, okay, we got work to do. But we're st- we had a base point. Yeah. And then that's when I realized not everyone's t- not Tyron Smith. Because <laughs> after that, I said, let me go over here, let me go over here. And I started working and winning. And, and then I got to regular season, and I just realized everyone's not, you know. Right. Zach Hall Martin. Not everyone's Zach Martin, Leo Collins, or Tyron Smith. And I was like, okay, I, I, this isn't as hard as I thought. You so know, I, do you think they would have moved you around even if D-Law didn't get hurt? That was week two, what, San Diego? Yeah. And then they moved you, and then now you're playing like 90% of your snaps up front. Well, I would say yes and no. I mean, still – Based off of last year, half my sacks came from blitzing. Um, at least my first year, my rookie year, half my mm. sacks came from blitzing. So this year, more of my sacks came from edge. Yeah. Yeah, and if they ask you uh, in the future what your position is, I think the edge tag is like $10 million higher than the linebacker <laughs> tag. So, I don't know, Mr. So Football. So, so yeah. edge. Well, I don't know if there's a Mr. Football tag or edge not. Edge is probably but, the answer. Well, well, my pitch to the NFL was if you don't want to put me at edge or linebacker, you know, do how you do offense. Put me at a flex because they got two receivers and they got a flex. So yeah. we need to create a new position for defense. I was going to say, you're kind of a game changer. You could be for other teams who've seen what you've done and think we got to find the next guy who can do some of these things. Yeah, they try, but I think God just blessed me a little bit differently. I agree. All right, yeah. Michael, let's take a break. Let's come back and uh, we'll totally be with uh, Micah Parsons another half hour here on the ticket. I visit BigBen.com and Whataburger. So, Micah, you have an awesome number, number 11. Why number 11? Uh, LeVar Arrington gave it to me. Uh, I originally was going to go to college and be, like, number 23. And then LeVar was like, hey, uh, I want to give you number 11. Like, he, like, passed it on to me. And no one's worn it since B-Bell and uh, LeVar Bowman. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try number 11. And... I, they gave me the name Sticks, and it just stuck on me. Double forever. Sticks, yeah. yeah. When you came here, did the Cowboys say, I'm sorry, Danny White wore this, and we can't? <laughs> he doesn't know who that out is. Again? Do you know who Danny White is? No, I do not. He's a very famous <laughs> Micah! <laughs> he played quarterback for the Cowboys back in so the day you know who, and punted. Okay, who's the most, name the two most. Most versatile player until you. Name the two most famous play. quarterbacks that the Cowboys have ever had. Aikman and Stalbeck. There you go. Yeah. So in betwixt those two was Danny White. Yeah, when I see the highlight videos, they just overlap him. 
Yeah. Like, they don't even mention <laughs> it. It just, just goes him, and it goes right to uh, Aikman. Aikman. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So he took him to three straight NFC Championship games. They lost all three to Philly. 80% Washington. winning percentage. The catch. You've you seen the catch before, the Dwight Clark in the end yeah. zone. So that was Danny White's game. He put him up with a minute to play, minute 58 to Joe play. Joe Montana cheated, yeah, I too. I better win some games pretty here pretty soon before I, they just overlap my career. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a sixth grader right now that's going to be here in ten years like, yeah, Michael, whatever. Man. Yeah, I, I don't want that downward spiral like that. Micah, you mentioned that you played running back as well as linebacker edge in high school. Mm-hmm. If you could convince McCarthy to give you 12 carries. How many yards do you think you could get? In the I'm probably going for 100. <laughs> 12 carries? 100. I say the same thing. Like, I still think I'm capable of 100. Yeah, 100. Do you, do you yeah, let's it? pick. Somehow he glossed over that comment. Against, against what team, Corby? Let me make this about me real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> against, against, against what team, you say? Maybe like a, a team that's, uh, you know, in second place in their division or something like that. Do you miss running back? I do. But... After seeing uh, these past couple of years, I think I'll uh, take have, away from being hit. Have you ever asked Coach McCarthy for the chance to, to carry the ball? Yeah, every time they hit the goal line. <laughs> what about blocking? The fridge. No, I ain't blocking. No. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Unless they got a package where it's like, oh, I act like I'm getting the ball, block, block. And then we come back to my play later in the season, block, block. Oh, screen pass. <laughs> That's the only way I'm willing to sacrifice. It's weird, though, because you see, like, a lot of, like, fat linemen get touchdowns and stuff like that, you know? Like, the, like let's bring this guy in here, and then he's out there, and it's a big deal. It just would make a lot of sense if you got the ball on the one-yard line. That's you're fast, saying. you're strong. Well, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I think they scared my value might go up. Oh, it, even right. more. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you gotta if, watch them. If yeah. I score a touchdown, well, I'm gonna say, yeah, I've been playing linebacker and edge. You know, that's cool. So that's twenty million. But if I play running back and score one time, I'm forever running back. Any additional fifteen million? Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So were you were you a wrestler uh, as a kid? Yeah, I was a wrestler. What uh, what years? I was a wrestler from four until about 15. Did oh, you wow. ever lose? Yeah, sadly, yeah. You did? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The wrestling world really opened my eyes. They're cheaters. <laughs> How That's, so? Because, you know, I would say I'm big for my age, but I was always true for my age. But there was, a, there was this one dude, and he actually ended up going to Penn State. I'm having trouble remembering his, his name because too many hits in the NFL already. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And I, no lie to you. No lie to you. When my freshman year at Penn State, he was there, and he told me he was already 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrestled this dude when I was about 12, 13. And when I tell you, like, you had, like this was the first time in my life I ever felt like intimidated. Like I looked at him, I said, "There's no way I can win this match," and that's how I went out there and wrestled too. And I'm talking about like I'm, you know, I, this time I'm probably about 100, you know, 55. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah and I'm, right, and I'm right. like I've always been like a loose, strong man. This dude came out there like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I said there was no way I was winning this match. It, is it true? That Penn State offered you a scholarship in the middle of your freshman year? Yes. 
And it's crazy how that happened. They that, all, go ahead. Yeah, that's God's work. That's God's work. It's crazy how that happened. But they put a, a scholarship on the table to Penn State when you were a freshman in high school. Yeah, God's work. You know, because, uh, like I said, I've always been a running back. I've always been super talented. And I was always raised, you never know when you're going to touch the ball again, so you got to score every time. So I was always a fighter, scrappy running back, four carries, four touchdowns. That's how I used to do it. Boom. <laughs> and uh, all the way, I went to a different school, school district. They was like, well, we already have a running back. I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm a running back too. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm better than him. So he was like, we'll either put you on JV running back or you could play varsity defense. I was like, I'll play JV running back. I'll wait my turn. I'm going to bet on myself. Well, they saw me, you know, go on defense, rush the pass. They said, you're not playing JV. You're going to play varsity. So they ended up, they had a guy in there already, and he was, he was okay. His name was Rashawn. We, we actually pretty cool. I'm, like, really close friends with his brother. And uh, he rode his ankle that game. And I came in at halftime, had like three sacks in the, you know, the second half. And I think like the first six games, I had, might have had like ten sacks. And you're in ninth grade? I'm in ninth grade, dominating varsity football. And it was funny because the dude that had like a sack the year before was like, and I was dominating freshman football. I was in eighth grade dominating freshman football. He was like, he was like you ain't do that in varsity, so it don't matter. And he had one sack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going out in varsity. I'm having three sacks. And I looked at him and said, now what would you say again? <laughs> How big were you in ninth grade? Man, I was probably about six one, two twenty. Oh my god! In the ninth Whoa. grade, ninth grade? <laughs> dang, that was the reason why I gave up my wrestling career. Um, I realized I was gaining too much weight, and I really wasn't ready to wrestle heavyweight yet. And I was like, man, it would be like I can't just cut down to one. It's a big jump. They go from like one ninety five to two twenty. Like there's no in between. And even right. in college, like one ninety seven, two fifty. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not going to cut this 20 pounds, but I'm going to just focus on this football career. And I switched to basketball, and I just started my basketball career going. How do you like wrestling 325-pound offensive tackles now? I'm going to tell you, I don't really touch them. If you watch my tape, I don't touch them. Go around. Yeah, I'm not going to let you touch me. I don't like it at all. (laughs) Wrestling probably helped you, though, didn't it, as as a defensive player, tackling and things like that? It did. Tackling, leverage, understanding, manipulating. You know, you manipulate your depth, your range, when you want to take shots and things like that. So so what do you do even today for for hands, to keeping hands off you? Did, well, I still go and wrestle. Okay, you still wrestle? Yeah. Okay. Like who, I walk, who? Coach well, McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marco. He boxed, I think, in the offseason. Oh, I box a little bit, yeah. too. Um, like, is there an amateur wrestling thing in the there area? Is, there is. There's a bunch in Dallas. Do they freak out when they're like, oh, great, Micah Parsons is here? Well, I kind of, like, reach out to the guy. and was like, hey, I plan on coming in today. Like, I'll just, you know, let him know. So then, yeah. like, he'll come in to You have a hat on that sure. not Micah Parsons? <laughs> nah, he, he just makes sure, like, number 12. we don't, do, <laughs> we don't go sand. too far. <laughs> okay. See, uh, like, most people come in wrestling like, hey, I just want to work. I want your best. So, like, we out there going, like, super hard. Hey, I got you a gift. You got me? Yeah. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> what is that, Jake? You have to read the front of it, Michael. What's the no, no, no. <laughs> These are elite level feet. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like, did you intend to put bad pictures in here? Uh, I just ordered it on the internet. They're not great feet. Yeah, they Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you order him, Jake? What's the name of the book? I'm like pretty just. 
uh, book of feet pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with that? You like feet? Well, you were somewhere at the Super Bowl, and we got some audio of you saying. Yeah, they're not great. There's a couple keepers in there. Yeah, but. <laughs> but wasn't the question, uh, what is something that nobody knows about you? Yeah. Yeah. So that actually went in a crazy spiral direction that I was not expecting. You don't have to keep it, by the way. I, I mean, whatever. Yeah, we're going yeah. yeah, to get your money back. <laughs> so what was your answer to uh, what, what's the one thing people don't know about you? Oh, I said I have a foot fetish. Yeah. Okay, I'm told we got to hold that thought. Oh, wow. We're going to tease that for next? And the only people that get to hear about what this is all about are yeah. right here at Ticketstock. Okay. okay. Coming up next. 6.55 here on the ticket. We're back at the Plano Center. It is Mullen and Mullen Personal Injury Law. Ticket stock 2023. And we're in the middle of visiting with our headliner from the Dallas Cowboys, the great Micah Parsons. Now, in just a few minutes, if you're listening on the ticket, we're going to send you to the Stars Wild Game. That's coming up at 7 o'clock. But we have about four minutes here to talk a little more about Micah's foot fetish. <laughs> and you said that when you mentioned that on that interview at the Super Bowl, that the res- the response kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> did you get pictures texted to you? I mean, a ton. <laughs> and I had feet websites hitting me up, <laughs> and it got to the point where you know. Um, I was like, okay, well, this is a real space. Like, I didn't welcome myself into a whole space that I wasn't aware of. You know, so uh, I go to my girl. I said, hey, like, um, I'm getting a lot of feet pictures and stuff right now. And her toe was chipped because she has really nice feet. And I, and I, of I course, said, you wouldn't be with anybody unless they had really nice feet. Yeah, that's right, a, right, that's right. a deal breaker. <laughs> Big deal breaker. Especially because, you know, when you're trying to get dressed up, you're going to wear open show uh, heels. So the feet have to be excellent. So I go to her, like, last night we were laying down. I was like, well, I got all these pictures in these DMs, and your feet still not done. Like, what is going on right here? I was like, you're not giving me the feedback that I'm giving. I, like, I, I said, I need them done now. Like, so she went today, and I'm really excited to see them later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> got to rush home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 50 on the expressway. You, know. you didn't uh, hear from Rex Ryan, did you? No. Okay. But I would just say the feet, I don't know what came about it. It was just more of like, so for me, it's always been like this. I look down, then I look up. I got to see your feet first. Okay. Really? Yeah. Is it just to look at or is it to do stuff with? I mean, hold on. <laughs> this is starting to spiral, too. Wait, yeah, wait till off the uh, ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just here. Yeah, yeah. We're still on the air. Well, <laughs> two minutes. Well, at first, they're really nice to look at. You know, nice to enjoy, you know. And then if you get into that space with the lady... You can do some things, too. There's just so much, like, use with the foot as far as, like, walking and sweating. Well, and you know what? There are, there no, are no, no, no. showers there, and soap and stuff. There's you know? showers and yeah. soap, right? Yes. And this is when you got to hit the gym, right? Yeah. So you shower. Boom. Feet fresh, nice, clean. <laughs> Throw on your shoulder. Bow. Carry it. There. <laughs> Boom. Big transition right there. <laughs> and that's when I pull out the WWE. 
Boom. <laughs> okay, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Here? Yeah, yeah, what are we doing? Here? I forgot to wrestle when I have to. <laughs> do you get do you get pedicures yourself? Oh yeah, you want to see them? No doubt. Let's oh, go. Yeah, let's yeah. check it out. Flip them off. Let's go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, nice little gel. Oh, wow. Look at how shiny those yeah. cuticles are. Yeah, you see that? Don't touch his feet. Those are great feet. I'm telling you. Golly. Wow, you do have beautiful feet. You know, great people feet. have said that about me for years that I, I could be a foot model. Oh, wow. But well, I don't want to take my shoes off because you might go crazy. Oh, that's <laughs> good feet. Have you ever seen Dion's feet? I did in just a recent interview. I mean, have you ever seen Zeke's feet? Ooh, oh, my tell God. us. Oh, All right, let's, 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 for those here at Ticketstock, they're going to get to hear Micah's take on Zeke's feet. But we're going to leave you on the air right now. We're going to send those listening to the ticket now to the Stars Wild broadcast. Sorry. We had some interesting guests. Dave Raymond came out. We're going to be visiting with him tomorrow. We're going to have a baseball roundtable to get ready for what could be a very interesting Rangers season, the television play-by-play voice of the Rangers, and he'll be with us throughout the baseball season here on this show. We had Daryl Moose Johnston, and we had Micah Parsons, the Cowboys' sensational linebacker-slash-defensive end. And he never, he didn't really answer the question I had for him, do you consider yourself a linebacker or defensive end? And he said, well, I guess I do everything, so I'm Mr. Football. And that's true. He pretty much could play any position, as he has said before, including corner. You really could put him in any yes. position, and he really wouldn't embarrass himself on the defensive side. And he could play a, a number of positions on the offensive side, too. He could almost play any position other than quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you could probably line him up for a couple of snaps on the offensive line, and he wouldn't embarrass himself. He's so strong. I'm assuming he could snap it. He could figure that out and play center, kind right. of an undersized center, but he could probably figure that out. He's incredible, and he's made such an impact here in his first couple of years as a Cowboy. And when he was drafted a couple of years ago out of Penn State, he set out what would have been his junior year, so we didn't really see much of him. And this is interesting about how he talks about because he was primarily a running back in high school, as he told us, and he's going to talk more about a running back, uh, being a running back here in a second. But he talked about his time at Penn State and how he slowly started to evolve into an edge rusher, and that's about the time he stopped playing college football. So I need another year to explode. Okay. So my freshman year, I was behind a senior. I slowly was like working my way into the roster, slowly learning the playbook. So by the end of the year, I won the job. So that was kind of me exploding towards like cotton ball you look at them last four games in cotton ball i was like uprising right so then we was coming to next season i earned a job and i was keep climbing but as the year progressed i was like i was keep getting better as like the more experience because you got to realize when i got to college that was my first time playing linebacker and especially under a system i was always a running back edge so i was learning the position i was keep going and then covid hit and it was like yeah mike you're gonna be a top 10 player in the draft I said, well, see you, see you Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that year, the thing that was going to bring me back, they was like, well, we'll blitz you more. We'll rush you more. We'll show everyone what you got. So I was like, damn, I, I do want to do that. But then LeVar Arrington, my mentor, was like, well, you'll win all those trophies, but um, 
they only collect dust, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, LeVar Arrington gave him some advice, and I remember at the time, it almost made us a little more reluctant in wondering what kind of pick the Cowboys had made since, hey, we haven't seen this guy. What did he do last year? I'm assuming, but he didn't play football. Do you become a better football player if you are on the field and you're in Big Ten competition? But there's the other end of that where, no, um, what if I just got in amazing shape and got ready for the draft and he knocked it out of the combine? And we thought it was a, a good pick when the Cowboys made it, but nobody, even the Cowboys, I don't think had any idea what a pass rusher he could be. No way. If they had, there would have been no talk about taking those corners. You know, he was the consolation prize for missing those two corners, right. Sertan and whoever the other one, Horn, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they had known this, they would have said, forget those corners. Let's, the whole league would have said, forget whoever we picked. Let's take Parsons. Yeah. And, yeah, that's right. Some other teams missed out on him, too. If they had known what a dominant defensive player he was going to be, uh, that he would have gone before the Cowboys took him. And he was a running back in high school, and so Norm asked him this question. Have you ever asked Coach McCarthy for the chance to, to carry the ball? Yeah, every time they hit the goal line. <laughs> what about blocking? The fridge. No, I ain't blocking. No. <laughs> I figured. Unless they got a package where it's like, oh, I act like I'm getting the ball, block, block, and then we come back to my play later in the season, block, block, oh, screen pass. <laughs> That's the only way I'm willing to sacrifice. It's weird, though, because you see, like, a lot of, like, fat linemen get touchdowns and stuff like that, you know, like, the, like let's bring this guy in here, and then he's out there, and it's a big deal. It just would make a lot of sense if you got the ball on the one-yard line. You're That's fast, saying. you're strong, Well, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I think they scared my value might go up. Oh, it, even right. more. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you got to watch them. If yeah. I score a touchdown, well, I'm going to say, yeah, I've been playing linebacker and edge. You know, that's cool. So that's $20 million. But if I play running back and score one time, I'm forever running back. I need an additional $15 million. <laughs> I would like to see it. I don't know if we ever will him carry the ball because apparently he was, as you can imagine, really good in high school. Uh, As he told us, started as a freshman at the varsity level and was putting up big numbers. He did say that if you gave him 12 carries, he'd have four touchdowns and over 100 yards. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that would be uh, his stat line, but I think he would be effective thing is, they're using him so much in so many different ways on defense, I don't know if we'll ever get to see it. I'm okay with him not carrying the ball. Yeah. Uh, I would like to go back. I've never seen tape of him in high school. No. I would like to go back and watch some of that and Can see what he did. Can you imagine trying oh. to tackle him if you're a high schooler? That was the other thing. And I know it's not unusual to see someone who plays in the NFL at his position to be very imposing. But And we've seen him in person before, but he is... Very imposing yeah. when you see him in person, which made some of the conversation the next day about like Jacob Dedimore still sticking to his claim he could gain a yard if you gave him the ball in an NFL game and the offensive line did his job. And he thought that even after seeing Micah Parsons in person <laughs> on Friday. Um, all right. This is something that was uh, 
also interesting about when once he got here and how the Cowboys started to learn about his ability to rush the passer, and it was even a learning process for Parsons to realize just how good he was at it. I got to Dan, he was like, you can blitz, right? And he was like, you can do this. I was like, yeah. He was like, well, I'm going to line you up right here. And I won the right away. He's like, okay. And then we did OTAs. I was dominating. I was like, then we went to camp. He was put me against some guys that walked on. I was crushing them. Then he put me against some, some backups. I was crushing them. Then he put me against Tyron Smith, and I just felt like I hit a brick wall. I said, okay, we got work to do. But we're st- we had a base point. Yeah. And then that's when I realized not everyone's t- not Tyron Smith. Because <laughs> after that, I said, let me go over here, let me go over here. And I started working and winning. And, and then I got to regular season, and I just realized everyone's not, you know, right. Zach Hall Martin. Not everyone's Zach Martin, Leo Collins, or Tyron Smith. And I was like, okay, I, I, this isn't as hard as I thought. It is amazing. Even when he goes up against big and effective offensive tackles, he's so quick that he's a he's such a nightmare for them to get out on in space and and try to – uh, keep him from killing their quarterback. Yeah, that must have been really interesting for him and eye-opening because every college kid comes into the pros not knowing how they fit in. They might have a lot of confidence, but when you get out there and you realize fairly quickly, okay, I can't beat Tyron Smith, but I can beat all these other guys. Yeah, you know, not Zach Martin, as he said. But then the more you play in the preseason and then your first few regular season games to realize. What a great feeling that must be to realize there are a few guys that I have trouble with, but 95% of these guys I can handle. Pretty incredible. 33 regular season games, 26 and a half sacks for Micah. And we spent some time on football, but we talked a lot about his personal life, his dogs, living with his mom, being a father, and also something he brought up about a week before ticket stock, and that was... He has a foot fetish. He likes feet. And here's some of that exchange on Friday at Ticketstock with Michael Parsons. I would just say the feet, I don't know what came about it. It was just more of like, so for me, it's always been like this. I look down, then I look up. I got to see your feet first. Okay. Really? Yeah. Is it just to look at or is it to do stuff with? I mean, hold on. <laughs> this is starting to spiral, too. Wait till we're off the uh, ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're still on the air. Well, <laughs> two minutes. Well, at first, they're really nice to look at. You know, nice to enjoy. You know. And then if you get into that space with the lady, you can do some things, too. There's just so much, like, <laughs> use with the foot as far as, like, walking and sweating. Well, and you know what? There are, there and, are, there no, are no, no, showers there, and soap and stuff. There's you know? showers and <laughs> yeah. soap, right? Yes. And this is when you got to hit the gym, right? Yeah. So you shower. Boom. Feet fresh, nice, clean. <laughs> Throw on your shoulder. Bow. Carry it. There. <laughs> Boom. Big transition right there. <laughs> and that's when I pull out the WWE. Boom. <laughs> okay, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Here? Yeah, yeah, what are we doing? Here? I bring out the wrestling when I have to. <laughs> do you get do you get pedicures yourself? Oh yeah, you want to see them? No doubt. Let's oh, go. Yeah, check it out. Flip them off. Let's go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Get a nice little gel. Oh, you see that gel? Wow. Let's Look go. at how shiny those yeah. cuticles are. Yeah, you see that gel? Jake, 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 Jake,
Those are great feet. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow, you do have beautiful feet. You know, great. people have said that about me for years, that I, I could be a foot model. Oh, wow. Well, but I don't want to take my shoes off because you might go crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny, too, when we first brought up the topic, and he said, man, because he said this on an interview with CBS Sports out at the Super Bowl, he was he was doing rapid fire Q and A, and they said something we don't know about you. And he said, "I have a foot fetish," <laughs> and the, the crew stopped down. Like, did he really just say that? Well, when we asked him about that on the roundtable, he said, "Man, that thing spiraled way out of control." He said, "As soon as he did that interview, he starts getting blown up on text message, social media, people sending him pictures of his feet." foot porn websites reaching out and wanting to know if he wants to <laughs> partner with them. He said he couldn't believe the reaction. He did have nice feet. Yeah. Especially for a dude who plays in the NFL, gets them stepped on all the time, I'm sure. He didn't and, have gnarl foot. No. No, he had the pedicure, too. I, I don't know about you, but I thought that was outside of the three minutes of Nolan Ryan telling the snow monkey story. I thought that was the most fun we've ever had with a roundtable guest. He was great. A headliner at Ticket Stock because 90% of our talk was not about football. Yeah. And that's when those guys really start to lighten up when they're, they're not talking football because that's all they get asked about. Yeah. So when we talked to him about the foot fetish, he lit up and he took his <laughs> shoes off, for God's sake. We're going to try to find this audio for tomorrow. The, the best moment was when we bounced the hypothetical off of him if the nine of us could beat him up. And he had the greatest response. I mean, he was funny. He was laid back. Just off the cuff, too. I mean, we didn't yeah. really prepare him to give an answer, and he just rattled off, no, this is how I'd do it. He was just so, <laughs> I don't know, different than anybody we had talked to. He just would say anything and talk about anything. Now, that worries Jake. Jake is yeah. a little bit worried about him long term <laughs> as being a stable guy, but... Talking about where he lives and the deal with his mom, as you mentioned, it was bowling, playing airsoft yeah. and paint gun. I mean, yeah, he had all sorts of uh, interest. I already loved him as a player, but now I I like him even more just in talking to him for an hour. He was great, and we heard he had a great time talking to us too. So yeah. that's awesome that it worked out well for him. The P ones were thrilled to see him. A lot of eleven jerseys out there. I think a lot of it was for Danny. I didn't want to tell that yeah, to Micah. Yeah, I think most but... of them were Danny White jerseys. <laughs> but there were a lot of 11s. And, uh, yeah, he said he was fired up to wear 11 uh, from way back in the day. That was always his favorite number. And we think it was because of Danny White. We never really confirmed that. Micah was, Micah was great. And what solidified all that was the fact that Micah reached out, wanted to tell cat who you know is in charge of setting up the interview had his people reach out to jeff and say look that was incredible i had a blast with those guys for an hour on the air and it was different it was about one-third football and two-thirds just whatever yeah and the whatever was awesome and before we even got him on the air we had our own little round table going on and my hypothetical to the group was do you think that Micah Parsons could beat up all nine of us right here on stage? If, in fact, we all get up, we put our dukes up, and we say, let's go. Yeah. And this is how all that started. You have to sacrifice at least two. Yeah. Right. We, we offered Norm to the guys. Norm and Dan, I think, <laughs> would be great to sacrifice. 
I would I would jump down and hold his right foot for you guys. And he would kick you so far back yeah. in the back of his room. We all run him at him at once. Good That's when team f- player. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get to see this here in about. We're going to try. Yeah. As as it's going to be. A, don't tell Mike. It's a yeah. surprise. We have to. We have to have a code. We're going to jump him when he comes up. <laughs> here when, when, when we say the word, everybody attacks him. <laughs> Would that make national news? <laughs> okay. How surprised would he be? He's answering a question, and all of a sudden, Bob says, pineapples. Yeah. And we just, just library, library, library. A Dallas radio station is under investigation after this happened earlier today. Kill, kill, so kill. just hosts flying out into the crowd. <laughs> would, would whenever, you, whenever Jake says pan pizza. Yeah. Okay. Can would, you imagine, though, tell we, Micah, we, we send Dan in there and, like, a Micah Parsons knee to Dan's face, and it squashes his face like a like a pumpkin. How does that help you guys? Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, he's, he's, he's tires distracted. Yeah. yeah, he's distracted. He'll be he's worn tired. out after, right. after yeah. one knee. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to pull his knee back out of Dan's skull. Dan's head just. Hey, because he's picking out bones. Yeah, he's trying to. He's trying to. Ouch! Pull out. It looks like like, like, he's kind of amazed at what he just did. Right. It's like Game of Thrones with the mountain and the viper. (laughs) Skull just crushes out. And then what? And then does that? Are we like going? Oh. Okay, we're out. <laughs> yeah. we, That's what I'm the, talking about. Flea and retweet. Did we like say that? the other safe yeah. word? Sorry yeah. about Dan. Not Sorry me. about Dan. Yeah, I don't know what got into Dan. <laughs> at, uh, at the end Anyways, of this, Dan Quinn. At the end of this, <laughs> would all nine of us call Mullen and Mullen at 214? There you go, Norm. That's yes. away. So it was really funny, and, and, and I was really surprised that, do you know who brought this up to Micah? No. Scenario Norm. Norm did. Norm was the one who broached this to Micah. And this was after we went off the air. So we had Micah on for 45 minutes or so, and then we went to the Stars game, and then we had about 15 or 20 minutes off air with Micah. Unfortunately, we weren't recording the way that we should have been recording. Why? Well, it was lost in the excitement, Bob. Okay. with a ticket. Engineering you, you oversight. Know what? No, Ty, Ty's right because we're the ticket. It, it, it almost had to be a that lot way. of a lot of the best stuff this station has ever done only lives in our memories. Now, yeah. like Bob's live spot. <laughs> now, yes, like my live spot. Now, I'd like to say, in the event it doesn't just live in our memories, in the event somebody was out there and they said, "I want to record this because my." friend or dad or whoever couldn't be here if you have a recording of that we will make you a very handsome offer yeah of at least one ty walker t-shirt of your choosing bingo and we will make ty sure will that it's it. even in your correct size I'll sign it for you yeah ty and will sign ty it. will sign it if you want to so we're on the lookout mexican juniors helped us some but if you in any way have some or all of the lost 15 minutes with Micah that never went over the air, we would very much like to retrieve it, although we know our odds are very, very low. Stacked against us for sure, but the best part about this was, and this is the part we don't have, was our idea was if we were going to fight him, we would sacrifice Dan and sacrifice Norm at the beginning to potentially... Tire him out. Yeah, 
And so immediately when Norm broaches this to Micah, Micah's looking at all nine of us. Yes. He immediately turns to Norm and goes, well, I'm going to take you out first. And then he surveys the rest of the room and looks at Dan and goes, you look like you have a slower punch. <laughs> I'll take you next. Yeah, you look like you have a slow jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he he knew. Like he quickly identified the exact same two people we identified to, which certainly won't help Dan's fighting morale. Because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has been earmarked by Micah as the easy mark yeah. in, the, uh, in the group after Norm. Now, here. But don't I, underestimate Dan, Micah. You might bite off a little more than you can chew. Uh, you think? No. Um, <laughs> okay, so let me. Mino, there's one other cut that I put in there in Slack that I'm going to try to pull up. Beside, it's, it's like 245. So Mexican Junior, who appeared to be rolling at all times. Yeah, he posted a lot of Time Wasters videos, too. He had shake arm. Yeah. Mino, in I Slack... I believe this is it. It is? I think so, yeah. I just Because uh, it, the... it was 245. You cut out some other stuff? I think I cut out the beginning and end of it. Let's see how long this one is that I pulled. Okay, because he starts off, after he identifies Norm and Dan, I think he turns to me. Or Dave. No, he turns to... No, because he said that... I was going to tend to Norm. The reason why he was going to take Norm out first is because he's like, I know these guys love you, so somebody would rush to your aid. Yeah. So I think I was out of the equation because I was tending to Norm. Okay. And then he gets to Jake and spicy food. And then was he being racialist when he looked at me and said, you're giving me a Kung Fu Panda vibe. (laughs) Is that a little aggressive on his part? Maybe. Okay. I just want to point that out. A vibe. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a flattery. All right. Term. Well, here, let's uh, see what Micah said. So far, he's scouting. Yeah, really well. Really, really good. How are you doing, guys? He eats spicy food. What kicks his stomach? That was Jake. He eats spicy foods, kick him in the stomach, he takes a dump, and he's out. And he's like, now we're down to seven. Yeah, he's down to Craig now. He hasn't yeah. got to you yet, Bob, has he? No, no. He's, yeah, he set his sights on Craig. He's just breaking over your knees. Help him, man. He's getting real slippery. He's going to try to reach. Slow. Duck. Uppercut. Oh, yeah. You, we're just going back to duke it out. It's going to be two on one. Okay? Yep. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's you, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. a straight fight. We're just, so yeah, he was giving you the most credit of anyone. I was uh, honored that he would actually have to square me up to knock me out. Could you beat him up? No, but 
Again, After all the trouble, though, that just he's... to be in the fight is an honor. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Mr. Michael. All of you gonna get a grab. He's gonna look nervous. I'll turn on Martin. We'll watch a nice episode. officer down there just gave me a gold police, plain old police. I'm going to show him the ticket thing. I'm going to say, that man right there, you can not trust I got this. This is my Canadian jail free club. I'm one of you. I'm going to have a hill. I'm going to go up to full distress mode. Full distress. Hey, my God, I love the plan. I love it. So, so he's going to frame Donnie, the other black guy. Yeah. Well, there was no doubt Donnie was the last. It was so funny, like, the Donnie-Micah relationship, because Micah's just got eyes on him the whole way. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? They were talking Martin and Family Matters. Oh, my God. Yes. Urkel. And- yes, Donnie's uh, peace accord was built on Martin episodes. Yeah, I mean, he launched into, well, they launched into Family Matters talk. Which is a show that came on 20 years before Micah was born. And they were having an in-depth discussion that I was not following. Right, yeah. It was, yeah. On Family Matters canon. But Micah is uh, quite easy to root for. What a wild life that guy leads with his mom living in his house. Yeah, he wants to build her a pool house so she can at least be in a separate building. With his two dogs that collectively weigh 400 pounds. Incredible. I mean... Or three dogs. He's got two dogs. I don't even know what that means. Two 180-pound dogs and then a 140-pound dog? Yeah. Do you know how much dog that is? How much poop that is? Well, and, like and one, of, bread, right? one, of his, yeah. uh, one of his buddies that's in his posse, the way he earns his keep is going out and picking up all the dog poop. Yeah. See. Oh, that is a job that I do not like. <laughs> no. Trust me. Well, Micah, salute to you. dog, huh? Yes. Bigger than all your kids. Incredible. It is. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. He is, uh, if you're not aware, he's awesome. We, It's a treat to have him in our city and then to find out that he was one of the best ticket stock main event guests we've ever had. That makes it even cooler. And the fact that he told his folks after he left that he had fun. Yeah. That's that even, makes it even better. That's even better, too. Yep. Really, really awesome. Good times.